Hey there, Lisa Schwartz here. Welcome to my podcast, Teach and Talk with Lisa, where we are unpacking biblical principles with everyday words and applying them to our everyday lives. Now, one of the best ways for me to teach and train people is by demonstration. And we learn this from Jesus himself when he doesn't just give information to his disciples about healing and discipleship, about what the kingdom of heaven is like, but rather he also says, now let me demonstrate for this for you. Now I'm going to step inside to this hula hoop and I want you to visualize that this is me. This is who I am. It's my design. It's my personality. It's what makes me tick. It's what ticks me off. It's my opinion. It's my desires. It's my dreams. This is me. And when I'm standing inside of here and I'm cultivating me and my relationship with the Lord like this, man, I'm just happy and I'm cultivating it. Now I'm going to read on. As for the saints who are in the earth, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Now we're talking about the kinds of people I hang out with. I hang out with excellent saints. They are in my inner circle. And then it goes on, it says, Their sorrows, uh, uh, the sorrows of those shall be multiplied who ha- hasten after other gods. I will not take up their names upon my lips, and I will not drink up their drink offerings of blood. So I will not have unhealthy relationships in my circle. Excellent saints. Okay? It goes on and it says, O Lord, you, listen to me, You are the portion of my inheritance. Where am I standing? This is me. This is my inheritance. This is my DNA. This is who I am in Christ. This is my design. This is who God has called me to be. It includes my purpose. It includes my passion. It includes my dream. It includes my path. It includes my destiny. It includes my journey. This is me. And God, you, you, come on, not her, not him, not that, not them. You, God, are my portion. You fill up my cup. You are the portion of my inheritance in my cup, and you, God, maintain my lot. Now, I want you to think with me for a moment about borders and boundaries. Everywhere in this room, any place we go, we see borders and boundaries around everything. Why? Because it tells us where something stops and where something else starts. If I were to be an actual lot, like my, I have a three-acre lot, And I know where my lot ends and where my neighbors begins because we have a line, which we call a fence, a border, a boundary that says this ends your lot and this starts his lot. But how many of you know we spend a lot of time jumping into other lots? I got to go help Susie. I got to go, I'm a good Christian, I'm wearing myself out, I'm working in the nursery, and I'm jumping in this hoop, and I'm jumping in that hoop, and I love to ask my clients when they're tired and telling me all the things they're doing, two things we've got going on. Number one, you have jumped, inserted yourself into somebody else's life. Women, oftentimes, it's not invited, because we love drama, so I'm going to go to my neighbor's house, because I need to get me some drama, and I'm going to, but the problem with this is, is who's in our hoop? Who's maintaining our lot? Who's taking care of us? Who's making sure that my weeds are not unkept? Who's who's tending to my garden? Ain't nobody in there. You want to know why? Because I'm in everybody else's lot. In the name of Jesus, 
taking care of their things. And this passage is reminding us that I have a good inheritance, but it's found inside of my own hope. It's found in my own design. It's not found in my friend's design. It's not found in my education. It's not found in my marriage. Come on. It's found in my design. I like to tell people all the time, look, Brad and I sleep in the same bed, but we each have our own pillows. We have our own thoughts. We have our own thinks, and we have our own opinions. Just let that set for a minute. Because religion will tell us otherwise. Religion will say, your husband's opinion is your opinion. You don't get an opinion. Whatever he thinks says, it goes. And that's crap. You're welcome. It goes on and it says, it goes on and it says, the lines, listen to this, the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. You know what that tells me? Boundaries are good. They're pleasant. They fall in pleasant places. Yes, oh yes, I have a good inheritance. Are we content standing in our own hoop? Or I need somebody else's hoop to make me feel satisfied. I have, you maintain my lot. The boundaries have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a good inheritance. I will bless the Lord, for it is he who has given me counsel. Who? Come on, this all still goes back to last night. I received the counsel of the Lord. My heart also instructs me in the night seasons. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Is the scripture actually telling us that there's something good in our heart? Because that's false theology too. When people are like, the heart is deceitfully wicked, who can know it? I'm like, read it in context. No. He turned our stony heart into a fleshy heart and the heart is where the spirit abides. It's where the God seed, your purpose, what makes you tick, what takes you off, what you're passionate about, what gets you up out of your bed is in your heart. That's why he says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. That's why he says, above all else, guard your heart heart because out of it comes the wellspring of life right the idea we guard something we lock something up that we treasure and a lot of us aren't willing to set up borders boundaries in our life because we don't treasure the lot we don't treasure our heart we don't treasure our path we don't treasure our own journey we don't treasure our own design we're not in love with us he goes back on here and he says I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Because he is at my right, I shall not be moved. We talked earlier about not having your mind change, not changing, not flowing with the room. No, God is at my right hand. He has told me he has a path. Come on, some of us are so easily moved. Some of you got a prophetic word two hours ago and the enemy's already trying to move you away from it. Some of you text a friend. They didn't respond the way you wanted them to. Maybe it was your husband. Maybe it was your wife. They ain't here. They didn't get the word. Don't ask them for confirmation. Ask the Lord to confirm it. Because when the Lord is at your right hand, you won't be moved. But I need, I need Pastor Gary to confirm for me. No, I don't. It's great if he does, but that's just icing on the cake. The meat in the cake is that the Lord is at my right hand, and therefore I shall not be moved. I am confident in this. Why? Because I've been in my lot. And I've been cultivating my love relationship with the Lord. And I'm getting a fresh revelation of how amazing I am and the path that God has for me and the dreams that he's given to me. And man, you should see me in the spirit. I am 17 feet tall and I can slay Goliath. Come on. 
Some of us need to get a gander of what we look like in the spirit because you would be shocked, but we shouldn't be shocked. It should be normal. It should be our normal. I have set the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore, everybody say therefore. My heart is glad. I'm over here. I'm not very glad. Mama ain't happy. You know why? Because mama's tired. Because mama doesn't know how to set boundaries in her life. She doesn't know how to tell her children no. She doesn't know how to tell her husband no. She doesn't know how to tell her mom no. She doesn't know how to tell her sister no. She doesn't know how to tell her friends no. She doesn't know how to tell the nursery no, the church no. She doesn't know how to say no in her life. She hasn't set borders, boundaries in her life, and she ain't happy. Her heart ain't glad. You want to know why? Because she's not in her hoop. We got to get in her hoop. We got to get in our hoop. My heart is glad and my glory. Come on, Kenneth. My glory also. The person of God is rejoicing in me. There's a boasting, there's a bursting. When you take a look at Jesus, when he turns himself inside out and says, let me show you the glory, the transformation of Christ. Can you imagine that? But God says that is what you carry. And when the glory rejoices, I think it's a moment where you feel yourself turn inside out and you say, look at what I carry. Look at the power that God has placed within me. Look at the confidence that I have. Look at the boldness that I get to walk in. Look at the joy that's overflowing. Look at the, all the things, the goodness of the all the fruit of the Spirit. Look at this, it's a treasure. Yes, look at this. We should be like Mary Poppins. I don't know why it just came into my head, but I'm going to go with it. You know, she's like with this little bag. But man, she's pulling out a hat rack. And she's pulling, I mean, anything, she's just pulling it out. And that's like a supernatural picture. I've never said this before. It's like a supernatural picture that we're this teeny tiny flesh, but inside of us is a big, giant hat rack. Come on, it's whatever you need for the season and for the time where you go, hang on, I think God's got something for that. Oh, here it is, healing, healing. We can do healing. I don't have to have the gift of healing to flow in healing. You understand that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, deliverance. Go. We got, oh, wait, wait, wait. You're depressed. Joy, joy, joy. I'm going to pull out some joy. I'm going to pull some joy out of my bag. Come on, we, got, we don't need to let the vessel define the contents. Come on, Mary Poppins' bag was this big. Y'all, she's pulling out objects. Like crazy. Like the vessel did not define. She was not held back by the size of the vessel. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's like, I'm tired of this vessel holding me back. Hang on, guys. I just got to let some of this out for a moment. Ooh! He probably was like, that felt so good. It was probably like, I was going to say go on poop after about 10 days of being constipated, but we'll cut that part out of the video too. It happens. There's just things you just can't bring back. And there are some things that are too good to hold back, so... Then he goes on and he says, my flesh also will rest. How many of you know if you don't have healthy boundaries in your life you won't, and, and you're not doing well, you're not setting boundaries, you're not going to feel well? You'll, you'll get tired. You'll get fatigued. It's exhausting. In 2015, I tell this story in my book, I struggled with adrenal fatigue. My hair was falling out in clumps. My nails were nothing. My body hurt so bad I had no idea what was wrong with me. I had stepped into ministry. The ministry was growing faster than I could keep up with. And, and during that season, I went to a, a doctor and they said, you're going through adrenal fatigue and you're going to have to start setting some healthy physical boundaries for your life. Starting with some of these things, you need to go to bed at 10 o'clock, you need to sleep from 10 to 4. Those are crucial times for restoration for your adrenal system, right? 
Every day for 30 minutes, you need to close your eyes. You need to shut everything down. Do you know how difficult that is for me? It is very difficult for me. And, and, and I would go to them and be like, oh, the Lord's going to heal you. The Lord said, I ain't going to heal you. I can heal you. I can wave my hand over you, but you need to dip seven times in the Jordan River. If you don't know that story, look it up. He basically said, I could heal you, but there are bigger things I want to teach you in this season. And the biggest thing he taught me was this verse. The spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet, meaning the anointing is subject to the glory. So when I was coming into the wave, we would go to Cincinnati, man, and people, hundreds of people would come to these house meetings. And they'd be lined up at the door, and it'd be 12, 1 o'clock, and I'm exhausted. But ministry demands my time, and the anointing is still upon me. And if God hasn't left, then I must keep grinding at the... And the Lord said, no. I've given you the wisdom, the knowledge, and the authority to state at this time we're done. Because the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophets. See, the glory, the character, come on, get my book. The glory, the character of God is the parent, and the anointing is the child. But a lot of times we let the child run the show. And then we get crazy Pentecostal. Sorry, I don't mean to bash. Sometimes we get crazy other stuff too. Sorry. So sorry. Uh, that came out. That came out. And, so, and we get crazy stuff, right? Because, and then we say, the Spirit made me do it. I couldn't help. Oh, yeah. The Spirit made Not if the pastor of the house didn't give you the authority, he didn't. Listen, I can go minister in a Baptist church all day long, and I do. I'm not going to speak in a tongue in a Baptist church. Because God's not going to honor when I usurp authority. He honors honor and respect. And he honors when I honor authority. And if I don't have the authority to flow in that manner in a church, then I'm not going to... And listen, who am I to think that God's not going to be able to work? Come on. He ain't that small. Hey, if he can work in King Cyrus, he can work in a Baptist church. So you know what? The more I submit myself, whether I agree with it or disagree with it, I'm going to unify so that the blessings of the Lord can be released in that house. It goes on and it says, my flesh will also rest in hope. So we're talking about the physical, the physical energy, the physical healing that comes from preserving your lot, from maintaining your lot. The physical health and wellness that comes back to you. Goes on and says, you will show me the path of life. I don't know where I'm going. Oh, maybe I'll go over here. Maybe I'll go with my friends. I don't know where I'm going. Oh, this looks shiny over here. I just don't feel like I have a path. I don't. And these are all real feelings. I'm not trying to, uh, I'm not trying to d diminish or make fun of, or I am kind of making fun of it. Because it's, I'm, I have been there, right? He's like, Gary's like, come on, let's be honest. You're kind of mock mocking right now. But, but the point is, is your path of life isn't found around you, guys. It's found inside of you. It's found within you. Your path of life, and, and here's, the, here's the bigger picture. Your path of life isn't a thing. It, it's a being. It's not a doing. Your path of life isn't a, do whatever you want. Because angels of goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. The path of God isn't the right path. It's who you are while you're on the path. Pick a path. I don't care. Pick a path. Because if you are who you're, who you're supposed to be while you're on the path, angels of goodness and mercy are going to follow me. 
I can pick this path, and I guarantee you angels of goodness and mercy are going to follow me. You want to know why? Because I am committed to walking in the character of Christ no matter what path I walk in. Just pick a path. Relax. Pick a path. It's not about the path. It's about who you are while you're on the path. It's about who you are while you're on the path. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. How many people need joy in this room? Good news, you already have it. It's already done. In your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Our pleasures forevermore. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can also find me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, or you can check out my other podcast show, Enforcing Purpose with Lisa Schwartz. For general information or resources, head to my website at www.lisa-schwartz.com. Thanks for listening.